Welcome to the Edinburgh Cider View, episode two. My name's Neil Caldwell. I have with me James Cocker, a.k.a. IT. Good evening. We're here to talk about cider again yeah. after the roaring success of our first podcast. Uh, so, should we go straight into your fridge, or is there anything else we need to introduce? I think let's delve into the fridge for so, tonight. What's in the fridge this week? Well, quite a selection tonight. Um, we can start off here with a nice Weston's Old Rosy, um, which I used to drink a lot of up in Inverness. They used to do it on tap in Weatherspoons. And, uh, Normal you, Henry Weston's, is it? I see you have sort of shaken the bottle to get some of the sediment floating around. Yeah. Um, it's uh, 7.3%. It's, it's, kind of, it's a still strongish cider. It's, um, okay. it's quite nice. After our um, amazement of the Aspel's black current thing that, that, we had, thing uh, that we had last, time. <laughs> last week. I decided to pick up a couple of other uh, Aspel ciders to try this week. Give them another chance. Yeah. Uh, to, to, yes, to, to, see, um, to see how they compare. Uh, one of them is a, a dry Premier Crew Suffolk cider, um, 7%. Okay. And the other one is a, a Aspel's Draft, which is uh, just the 5.5%. Okay, we'll give maybe one of them another go this week. <laughs> um, we also have a bottle of Merrydown Medium Cider, Vintage 2010. It's a big beast of a bottle. It is a big that. beast of a bottle. It's a, a wine bottle size, 750 milliliters, 7.5%. So, um, so that is not far off being a bottle of wine then, in terms yeah, of strength and yeah, size. I suppose it's getting there, isn't it? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't had that one before. And apparently they're trusted cider makers for over 60 years. So that will certainly be interesting. Next, uh, we've got a lovely Henry Weston's Vintage Perry at uh, 7.4%. Um, which is which is one of my current favourites, um, and here we've got an interesting bottle I picked up from Morrison's. It's Kingston Press cider. Why did why does is it important that it came from Morrison? Well, um, just because all your cider comes from well, Morrison. Well, yeah, true. Um, but this this one I don't really know what it is. It was a pound, um, and it's come in a plastic bottle. Um, now, you're probably getting images of, uh, of, of white lightning. I am. Um, yeah. But um, it's, I mean, it looks like a normal cider bottle, but actually it's plastic, and it actually has like a bottle cap on top. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what that Yeah, I think, we'll, I think we'll put that one back in the fridge, maybe. In this <laughs> and, uh, and I've contributed to your fridge this week. I've been, I've been to Ireland, and I've brought back with me some few things for the show. The first of which is a double L real cider, which is uh, made by a small farmer in Ireland, I believe. I was talking to a pub landlord who knows this farmer. <laughs> it does kind of look homemade-ish in a way. Yeah, well, it is homemade. What do yeah. you call those bottle top things? I don't know. Like you get almost the beer you get them with. I don't know. Grosch. Grosch? Grosch. They do that on their beer tops. I don't really know what they're called. But it's got that type of bottle. Um, and uh, 100% apple. 100% Irish, apparently. Yeah. So that will certainly be an interesting one to try. Rather cloudy. Yeah, we'll try that. I also got another one which I didn't try when I was over there. But this one's just another County Armagh. Non -mag I was looking for non-Magnus Irish cider. So I found two and I brought them back. For cool. This well, they certainly look interesting. I shall look forward to... Well, we'll have, we'll have one of those later, maybe. But we'll start off... Will we try Aspel's first again? Go on, then. Right. Let's... Uh... Right, we'll go with the... Give the Aspels a go. We'll go with the draft version. We'll have this with ice or without. 
Um, Back to this how, old chestnut crisp. Yeah, how cold is it? Let's have a, let's have a little bit of ice since um, these haven't long been in the fridge, unfortunately. Have we had any feedback from Aspers since our destroying uh, of the wanky <laughs> nonsense? <laughs> Can't say I've, uh, I've heard from them. It's quite a fizzy one, this one, we can see already. It is certainly fizzing a lot. And this one's got no gimmicks, it's just called Draft. Draft Suffolk Cider. 5.5%. Oh well, after you. Okay, we'll give this one a go. That's okay. That's okay. Mm. Yeah, that's good, Me actually. Medium mm. is the way I'd describe it. It's, it's quite nice, actually, that. I wasn't expecting that. Maybe my expectations were low, and that's why I enjoyed it. Yeah, I was actually expecting something dramatically different, but that is quite well, very drinkable. Yeah, it says it says clean and crisp on the on the bottle, and that that's uh, that's how I would describe it. I mean, it's not exciting. I'm not jumping for joy. I'm not going to start a podcast and talk about this one. But it's a nice cider. Mm. It's got the Aspel's fancy bottle, so we'll. Uh, I'm giving that one pass marks. There's not really much to say about this one. It's okay. <laughs> it's a nice cider. Yeah. I mean, it, had we had that towards the end of the review of your fridge and enjoyed it for the rest of the show, that would have been fine, but... Do you know what? It's not actually that fizzy. It looked fizzy as you were pouring it out. Yeah. But, um... Well, maybe that's the design of the bottle. I'd almost describe it as, as lightly sparkling. Yeah. Pass marks. Pass cool. marks for that. So what out of ten? Out of ten, well, we're grading out of ten. Then. Yes, I think we should grade them out of ten. Okay, well, that's maybe something we can do in the website. <laughs> How is the website coming along? Given you've had three weeks to do it, uh, the back end of the website is uh, is looking lovely. Um, is it? Yeah. But um, um, the front end uh, needs a bit of work. Okay. Well, the website's coming soon, listeners. Anyway, we'll give this a if pass marks are what six out of ten. We'll give this six and a half. <laughs> no, that, that's hard. We'll call it seven out of ten. All right. Because it's a nice one. Yeah. We, we enjoyed that. It's nothing dramatically different in either a good or a bad way. But it's not something that's exciting. It's not something we're going to dwell on. We're going to move on to something yeah. else, I think. So you can, you, can, uh, you can choose the next one. Okay. Well, I quite fancy the look of this double L cider that you've brought back from Ireland. Indeed. Six euros, 50 cents this bottle cost me. That's not cheap. That's, it's not cheap that's at even all. even more expensive than Fisting well, Cross. given that I bought it from the boy in the bar, and he probably wasn't meant to sell me it because I think he gives the empty bottles back to the farmer. <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll give this one a shot. Nice old-school Grosch-style bottle cap, as we were saying before. Yeah. Now, this one's very slightly sparkling, it says in the bottle. Yeah. I did have, a, have some of this in the pub, actually, so, so you, I have had it before. No but for you. So it's kind of a... It's got a, it's cloudy, but it's got an orangey colour to it. Yeah. Um, and so this is the 100% apple. Yeah. Well, you can try it first before. Okay. Let's have a, let's have a sip. Ooh. Ah. Tad, tad. Yeah. It's dry. Yeah. It's definitely dry. Um, definitely apple-y. Yeah. Now, when I had it in the pub at the time, I really liked it. I'm not liking it quite as much now. <laughs> In fact, it reminds me of Sheppy's from our last podcast. <laughs> but that was also quite a dry cider. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember the comments we made on Sheppy's now. Well, I think with, with Sheppy's we didn't like it at first because of the aftertaste, but it grew on us throughout the show. Okay. So it's maybe a similar idea. It gets back to what you were saying earlier, maybe if you go from a sweeter cider, which I think Aspel's was, to a more drier cider. 
going from one to the next. Yes, yes, that that and always um, at your first sips. Yeah, especially when you're jumping between salads, I don't think you should be yeah. too judgmental over the first sip. You need to get your palate used to the well, differential. You have ruined the premise of our show then, because we do jump from cider to cider. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, that's fine. Um, and the reaction on first sip is always entertaining. Indeed. But that is why I will never necessarily judge a cider on its first sip, and I will always give it a chance, like I gave that blackcurrant stuff a chance last week. You gave it one chance, and then it was still rank. Well, it was interesting. Anyway, <laughs> we're, we're talking about double L, real cider. And it's very dry, but it, it is nice, actually. I mean, if you, if you, I take it your second sip was much nicer than your first. Yeah. Yeah, very dry, but it is nice. I think this is the part of the, the fight back from the small cider producer. It even says on the back of the bottle there, anti the big branded ah. new wave of cider. Interesting. Which is... Which is we can't really comment on that because that's the reasons that we've come into cider, isn't it? True, it's the kind of very commercial side of And to be cider. honest, through commercial cider, we've come into good premium cider, haven't we? So let's, let's not comment on that political battle. Anyway, it's a nice cider. It's quite flat. I think it's got, it, it ferments twice, once in, the, once in the standard process and secondly in the bottle. Ah. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice cloudy one. Give it a Is shot. That- is that anything to do with the double L? I don't know. Well, maybe. I wonder what double L means. How long? I mean, how long have they been making cider? Well, apparently the so the barman, and I should name the pub Maguire's. Maguire's, Maguire's in Athlone. Athlone, County Westmeath in Ireland. Okay. If you're ever sailing down the Shannon River, you fancy some genuine Irish cider, go into this pub. If, even if you're a beer drinker, actually, he got he goes all over Europe and samples good beers and interesting beers uh-huh. as well. So, good place to go, Maguire's. Athlone, County Meath. If you're listening, Mr. Barman, thank you very much for letting me take the bottles home for six euros fifty. <laughs> anyway, so it's, it's very nice cider. Um, what was your initial question? Um, how long have they been making cider? How long have they been making cider? A long time. All oh, right. The boy in the pub didn't tell me that. Okay. <laughs> but um, what, are, you, are you guessing? Well, I'm guessing it's a long time. You know, <laughs> I, I was about. I remember what he was about to say. It's a Welsh guy that moved to Ireland and started making cider. Ah. So to be honest, we maybe have to credit the Welsh for some of this. Well, according to the bottle, it's 100% apple and 100% Irish. Well, as in the, the apples that produce the cider <laughs> are 100% Irish. True. Well, I don't know how long this Welsh boy's been in Ireland. Maybe he's... <laughs> no, I really like that, actually. I think it is the changeover, the first taste after the changeover from I'm gonna have sweet some more. to dry. Yeah. It gets nicer with every sip. Yeah. It also says in a kind of real cider pro- making process that because it's 100% apples, it, the taste should vary season to season. So this is something I'd like to explore more yeah. when we do our tour of Somerset next year. Interesting. Anyway, should we, uh, should we move on again? Um, yes. Um, I've still got a few sips of my second helping with this, but yes, what shall we move on to? Well, I'm interested to try this big nonsense bottle that you've this got. This big Meridan bottle. Yeah. Meridan, yes. Now, it was only two quid. It was a two quid, <laughs> which uh, which is the same price as the smaller bottles of uh, of Aspels. So um, I'm not quite sure what the quality of this cider will be, but it will certainly be interesting to try. It's a screw cap bottle. It's uh, yes, that's true. Uh, like a wine bottle, but screw. Yeah. This is bringing back images of white lightning. No, it's not white lightning. What's the percentage? It's not that high. Well. <laughs> It's seven point seven point five percent enough. Anyway, yeah. Since when have you had white lightning in a glass bottle? 
well, I've never had a white wine at all. <laughs> I think this is one we'll have with ice though, because one the bottle's so big that it hasn't had time to chill. Yeah, that's fine. It's another fizzy one. It is. It's got a bit of a head there, which is despairing slowly. Yeah. Nothing distinctive in the smell. Okay. In fact, in fact, <coughs> actually, it smells just like Old English. Now, Old English isn't something that has a distinctive smell, <laughs> but it yeah. really does remind you of Old English it, smell. Yeah, it does have a bit of a, a bit of a pong. That's all right. Hmm. Hmm. Medium. Banal. <laughs> it's, it's it's okay. It's all right. You could drink a lot of that. That's maybe why they have a big bottle. In fact, for a seven point five percent cider. Oh, is it seven point five percent? Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. I thought it was less than that. It's the equivalent of, I don't know, a Carling. No, not a Carling. I'm trying to give a beer comparison. Something that's banal, fairly light color. But yeah, it's strong as well. But it doesn't taste strong at all. I mean, yeah, I mean, all, that... we we are into strong premium ciders, yeah. and they're all distinctive, and they, they all have something because they're strong. They maybe not taste very alcoholically strong, but will have a distinctive flavour because they're strong. This doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't taste like it's a, the same strength as Henry Weston's. In fact, Henry Weston's is well, Henry Weston's is a bit stronger, isn't it? Um, yeah. But it's yeah, it just certainly doesn't taste like it's seven point five percent. It's almost like they try to kill any aftertaste at all. Do you know what I mean? You can definitely taste something going down. Yeah, it's I know quite what you nice. mean. Yeah, yeah. And we have commented on aftertaste of cider before. Mm. Sometimes they can be a little bit off tasting or whatever, depending if it's overly dry. But this is, uh, it's like you're drinking nothing. <laughs> I'll keep trying it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. And it's got a screw top, which means you can finish the rest off later. Yeah, that's that's a bonus. <laughs> it's probably got a screw top because of the size of the bottle. They probably don't quite expect you to drink it all at once. I'm a little bit disappointed with that, though. I don't know why. I think I was expecting something, Different. even if it was, even if it was cheap and nasty. I was expecting something cheap and nasty yeah. that we can talk about <laughs> and make fun all of right. for being. <laughs> but it's not actually. It's very drinkable. Yeah, drinkable. Mm. If you're not a cider fan, you want to get into cider, try Meriden. 7.5% for your first go. With the delicious taste of eating apples, as it says on the bottle. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Eating apples. In fact, that's a good question. Are cider apples different to eating apples? Um, I don't know. Email us. Email us, <laughs> listeners. Tell us what kind of apples make cider. The this Orchard the, yeah, at ciderview.com. The Orchard at ciderview.com. This is the kind of stuff that we should probably have researched ourselves. Yeah. Well, no, we're about drinking cider. Not we're necessarily exactly. break, uh, breaking it. Um, breaking or making, making it. it. Yeah. <laughs> we're cider yes. fans. We're not cider experts. Yes. Maybe one day we will make our own cider. Indeed, yeah. One day we will. In fact, we had a conversation about that a good month ago in a nightclub where, <laughs> where we composed the idea. Anyway, let's leave that story. Yes, let's move on. Let's move on to... Should we have one more and then enjoy that for the rest of the show? Yeah. What should we crack open next? That uh, one pound bottle of uh, Kingston's no, catching my let's, eye. let's leave that to the side. Well, it, it looks like a decent little bottle of cider. Well, we've had... Have we had any Perry last week or this week? I well, don't believe we have. We haven't had any Perry and we haven't had any Henry Weston's yet. True. We haven't... We haven't reviewed any Henry Weston so let's and I do like the vintage Perry so let's crack it open 
Yeah, let's go with it. Henry Weston's Vintage Perry. Now, do you know the difference between Perry and Pear Cider? Well, it depends who you speak to. Traditional Perry, I believe, is created with Perry Pears. Perry Pears? Yes. So what's a Perry Pear? A Perry Pear is a type of pear. Sounds like a cartoon character. <laughs> it does. No, traditional Perry, yeah, it should be created... Uh, should be created, should be made from actual Perry type of pears. Right, and I assume um, this one is then. But no, these days uh, the pear cider and Perry are kind of banded about for for kind of both sides. So when it says Perry, it might just be pear cider, which can be made out of well, even uh, a lot of the kind of so-called pear ciders are actually just apples with pear concentrate. Ah, right. Um, so the lines and demarcations and have blood so over the years. The originals, uh, yes. Although this says it's made from the finest Herefordshire pears. So this has certainly got some pear in it. Yeah, it's nice. Definitely nice. Henry Weston's, we are fans of. We are indeed. They do a strong cider or a strong perry. This one, this one isn't quite as strong as their... Um, as their normal 2011 or 2012 vintage, is it? It's no. slight, well, we say it's, <laughs> it's still 7.4%. Yeah, yeah. But it's nice to have a good, strong pear cider, I mm. think, because quite often pear ciders, they're overly sugary, overly sweet, that kind of thing. This one's a nice balanced version. Yes, it's, it's, it's a nice cross, if you will, between Henry Weston's vintage and, um, and, and the pear this is 100% pear. This is, to go back to the earlier conversation, it's not, there's no apples in this. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so sure. Okay, we're that, not so sure. Th- th- there might be apples in it somewhere. But they've called it perry. We'll yes, take them on their they have actually chosen to call it perry, which is unusual these days, because normally they stick to pear cider. Like, apparently, I was reading earlier that the, pear, the term pear cider came about in 1995, when the term pear cider came about in 1995. Yes. So no one had thought up the idea. That well, no, because before that it was kind of called Perry, but it wasn't that bigger product. Well, it was seen as a, a completely different thing. I think it was Glastonbury, 1995, where brothers had their pear cider, if you were, uh, which they were calling Perry. But no one knew what Perry was. So by the end of the festival, they were just calling it pear cider. Right. And that was one of the... Uh, Thus, pear cider uh, was born. Yes, yes, exactly. Partly because people don't know what perry is, or to kind of get away from that, that old kind of term, because you had like what baby sham and lambrini are kind of types of perry, and, uh, and, and those aren't certainly not fashionable these days. Yeah. Okay. So I think it was partly to get away from, uh, from that side of things, is, is where the kind of pear cider was come from. But yeah, it is interesting that Henry Weston's have chosen to call this vintage perry. Yeah, it's, not, it's nice though, and we are Henry Weston's fans. The, they do a fine, a fine cider, or a fine pear cider, or a fine perry. Yes. Anyway, let's. We're, we're grading these, weren't we? We forgot to. Oh yes, it. that's true. Um, so the the double L. The double L. I think we'll go with an eight on that. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's yeah, diff- it's different. And T- it's, tasted it's, it's nicer in the pub. Traditional. Uh, you can even see the bits floating around in the bottle. So yeah. yeah. Tasted nicer in the pub. Don't know why that was. Maybe it's just the atmosphere. The Henry Weston's pear, Perry, what grade are we giving it? 
Now, see if you compare it with the double L. Hmm. Um, I'd go seven point five. On yeah, that. I'm thinking. I'm thinking seven point five eight ish. No, I wouldn't go eight. It's, it's not an eight. Yeah. Okay. An eight's an eight's a, a a fine premium cider that has something to it. And I'm not saying Henry Weston's doesn't, but it's slightly better than average. Seven point five. What about seven point seven five? Well, then we're just getting into nonsense okay. grading, aren't we? Okay. What was the other one? Oh, we had that Merry Down. Medium one. We rated that, did we not? Uh, did we rate it? I think we did. Anyway, <laughs> it's definitely six at most. I'm tempted to go 5.5. 5.75? Okay, 5.75. Cool. This show's going to become Done. if we just start <laughs> going over the point five and two fives over a point. Anyway, let's move on. Cider news. Cider news. Cider news. So, I've got a few items this week of interest. So, more than the one you had last week? No, there was several. They just happened to all be about Thistley Cross. Right, and it's been a Thistley Cross free show thus far. Yes, but the first item in the news does happen to be about Thistley Cross. Is it right? But it's only a, it's a little thing, but it is quite exciting in a way. Okay. Um, you might have seen this on Facebook earlier this week, but Thistley Cross tweeted, uh, tweeted on Facebook, no, they, they posted on Facebook, saying, we were up earlier this morning playing with pears in the cider shed, but can anyone guess what we've been making? Perry. And along with this post was a photo of three, frankly, quite manky pears. Right. Um, so there's a little uh, spoiler, if you will, from uh, Thistley Cross, um, possibly putting it out there that they're developing some kind of pear cider or perry. Yeah, because Thistley Cross don't do any perry or pear cider. They don't do anything based on perry. They do a strawberry number, which we had and they viewed. They do, although again, that's probably apple with strawberry Indeed, yeah. on top. So, uh, so it'll be interesting to see, and you know, whether they actually said that they're experimenting. It'll be interesting to see what... what it would be, up. and we would, we would obviously try it, but I'm not sure that'll work. I just think Thistley Cross is quite... They naturally do a very sweet cider. And it's nice as we and we are fans of it, but I think pear ciders tend to be sweeter. I don't know if it, I, I can't. I, I just can't yeah. imagine. It will be interesting because um, I mean it will be interesting to see if they do release a pear cider, whether it still quite clearly has that Thistley Cross uniqueness about it. Um, yeah. Because I remember when Copperberg uh, initially brought out Copperberg Apple, um, and I thought, oh, it'll just taste like any other apple cider. But it was still clearly had that Copperberg kind of taste and sweetness about it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they do that. Anyway, that's the that's the only news this week about Thistley Cross. You'll be okay. you'll be glad to hear. Well, I'm not glad to hear. I'm just saying <laughs> it, was, it was overly dominant last time. Well, yes, there was quite a lot going on in Thistley Cross land. Um, but next uh, was just an article I saw on the Guardian actually um, this week that was saying that fruit flavored cider sales have grown eighty percent. In the last year. Okay, so this is cider economics. This is, um, well, it's just kind of showing um, what a change cider has had in the in the recent years. Because apparently the uh, arrival of pear and fruit ciders more than doubled the value of the total UK cider market in just four years to £873 million. Pounds. £873 million. Pounds. It's quite a, it's quite uh, a number. Quite a big interest uh, industry. Well, we, we thought that. We know that. I mean... We grew up, we didn't grow up, but we came into the cider world because of this explosion in the market. We, we did, yeah. I mean, it's when you think about it, it has changed quite a bit over the last few years because apparently, like, you, you kind of fruity ones only really came in about four or so years ago. Well, Magnus was really and, the first, wasn't it? Yeah, Magnus kind of had the explosion with the, with the kind of premium apple y cider. And then, yeah, in the last four years or so, things have gone very fruity indeed. Because I think Tesco's was when it started off with uh, 
the fruit-based ciders. Well, you know what I mean, fruit-flavored ciders. Um, apparently, it initially sold only six flavors, but now you can get 27 different, 27 different fruit-flavored ciders from Tesco's. Is that more than Morrison's? Um, probably. Well, given Although, that you emptied Morrison's shelf that, tonight, I, I, um, I'm yet to see 27 different varieties of uh, fruit-based cider in Tesco's. But anyway, I'll also have a trip to Tesco's and find out. So moving on. This bit of news came out in July, but is still quite interesting. So it's not really news. What is news? I mean, we, we, we didn't have a podcast in July, so we couldn't report on it in July. Well, but so we've had one between now and July. Now. Yes, well, I discovered it. Anyway, Carlsberg is to launch its first cider. Carlsberg is to launch a cider. Yep. It's called Summersby. Right. Uh, it's going to be a 4.5% kind of standard malarkey. I've got images of Strongbow. They are head. pushing it as being, I can't remember the phrase, something about being refreshing, which kind of, yeah, again, does sound like Strongbow. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, apparently it has, they've had it out since 2008 in other countries, more, more like mainly Scandinavia and places. Um, but it's... Scandinavia is not a country. It's, yeah, well, I, you, you know what I mean. Um, but, uh, yeah, they bring it to the UK. In fact, I think it's currently in the UK, in, but only in specific pubs at the moment. Um, but they're doing a big marketing push, apparently, at the start of next year. Well, I, I mean, of all your cheap beers, I don't want to get sidetracked on this, but Carlsberg, I'd say, is one of the better ones of your cheap lagers, particularly Carlsberg Export. Yeah, that's one of my favourite lagers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to consider it a premium cider before I drink it. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, treat it with respect. It will be. It's good. It will be interesting to to see. I mean, I, I can imagine it just being a kind of bog standard thing. I can see the adverts now, though. I mean, Carlsberg yeah. made cider. Um, except Two arrows and tabar. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yes, so that's something to look forward to in a way. Um, and the last wee snippet that I've got here is just a report that just last week, I believe, Copperberg Cloudberry is now available in Tesco's. Copperberg Cloudberry. Yeah. The hell is a Cloudberry? I looked up on Wikipedia earlier, and I still don't really know what a Cloudberry is. Right. It's just a berry that they call a Cloudberry. Okay. That and nothing else to say on the Cloudberry <laughs> cider. It's um. Well, other than the fact it's a Copperberg cider, so it'll be pick random fruit, add load of sugar, and make a cider. We're going to have to bleep that out, you know, since this is a, a clean podcast. Oh, it's a clean podcast. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure I've seen it before, but definitely not in the supermarket. And I'm sure, I think I read that it's only been in specific pubs and stuff. So it'll be interesting to try that out because I certainly haven't tried Where we'll try a Cloudberry cider. I mean, we are open to any cider, let's be honest, with, with a, a, quite a few exceptions. True. Which kind of contradicts everything I've just said. Yeah. <laughs> True. Anyway, we'll try it. As we will with the Carlsberg Strongbow thing. Yes, that will be interesting too. And, and I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be long before there's a Carlsberg pear cider either. Yeah. Since that's the way things are going. Um, in fact, yeah, Strongbow pear. We need to try that one day. Strongbow pear? Have you seen that? No. Strongbow pear is now out. Is it? Yes. Okay. To be honest, if you, if you flavour Strongbow with anything, it's going to be better than Strongbow. I think it'll be like that Merry Down that we had. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's actually too far away. Although Meridian isn't pear, but you know what I mean. Magna's pear, Bulmer's pear side of things. Yeah. We haven't done any Magna's, Bulmer's, Copperberg yeah. in either of our podcasts thus far. They're boring. Everyone's had them. Knows what they taste like. Well, yes. You, you can get that. them in all pubs. But not all our listeners are avid cider drinkers. Believe yeah. it or not. Well, yeah, but then if you... Yeah. Nah. Yeah, but we're sticking to the more interesting stuff. 
But for the time being, we'll do that. Anyway, so that's your news. That is the news for this week. That's, that's, that's good. That's uh, not bad. Good. Far better than your previous <laughs> effort, I'll give you that. I do have an actual little snippet, which um, isn't necessarily news, but... Uh, fun does, fact? Side does, of fun fact? Well, not quite. It does relate to something we were discussing last time around, okay. which we did ask for help on, but um, we were inundated with emails. Inundated um, with emails, but not answering this particular question. Yeah, well, yes, true. So I did a bit of research on how much cider you need to drink before it counts as one of your five a day. Oh, right, yeah. Now, I, I didn't really find a conclusive answer. Um, just a couple of um, uh, of opposite opinions, really. Apparently, on average, you get about 30 pressed apples into a pint of real cider. 30 pressed apples? Yes. So that bottle of, um, well, double L's real cider that we've got... Well, that would be here, a good example. Um, ...has got roughly 30 apples worth of juice well, in there. Well, I'm assuming when you, when you did your research, they were talking about the average bottle of cider... That bottle of double L is not your average bottle of it cider. It says pint of real cider. Well, that is real cider. It even so, says it in the bottle. Yes, and it does say 100%. I think uh, when we're talking about 90%-ish is kind of categorised as real cider, that says 100 So anyway, there's a lot of apples in that bottle. So we've had a so, lot of apples. All um, whether those apples still count towards your five a day or not is one thing. So it, I think... Um, so we're, we're open to feedback on this, still, <laughs> listeners. It could mean that uh, a bottle of cider is a lot of our five a day, 30 of our five a day, if that's right, because one apple is one of your five a day, isn't it? Yes. Anyway, so it might mean that it's 30 of your five a day, it might be none of our five a day. So that's what um, the research has concluded from, uh, from that. I can, I can see a, a project developing here, <laughs> or a recurring theme in the podcast. Anyway, good, that was, uh, that was good side on news and fact. Good. Factoid, <laughs> maybe, is that what they that's call it? a bit too Radio 2-ish. Okay, right, let, let's, let's edit that one out. <laughs> We don't have a pub review this week, listeners. A couple of reasons for this. The main one being we haven't been out in Edinburgh since our previous podcast. So we thought it would be unfair to do a pub review from complete memory. Well, saying that, we have been in a few pubs um, since the last podcast in, uh, in Tenerife. But not in Edinburgh. And no, this true. is the Edinburgh side of And you. to be honest, all the pubs in Tenerife, pretty much the only cider they sold was Strongbow. Yeah. So if you like cider, folks, don't go to Tenerife. I'm sure it was not a Copperberg naked apple in there somewhere or something like that. Mm, the best, I'm sure the best we got was Magnus, to be honest. Yeah, we did get Magnus. And to be honest, actually, while we're on the subject of Magnus, I know we're sidetracking here. Magnus is not that great. Uh, now, it was the pioneer of the better cider. Okay? And we're not drinking it, so it'd be unfair to have a proper review on it. But I suggest that next show we go back to Magnus and we have a proper view on it because my memory of having Magnus when we were in Tenerife was not good. And I think it brought it home to me that there are far better ciders in the market. Anyway, let's, uh, let's move on. Let's branch out. Oh, know. okay. How are we going to branch out this week? What have we got? This week we have a bottle... Which one are we doing this week, actually? <laughs> Krabby's Black. It's the Krabby's Black we've decided to do. Well, that horribly attempt at a staged, uh, staged segue there didn't work, did it? When you couldn't see the bottle. Anyway, Krabby's Black. Krabby's Black Reserve. Now, let's let, remind the listeners of the, the criteria for Let's Branch Out. Something that's not a beer, not a cider, nor is it a wine, nor a spirit, but is an alcoholic drink that we feel cider drinkers might enjoy. Yes. Now, Krabby's is a ginger beer, and this is a, a 
a sort of special edition of the Krabbies, would you say? Would that be fair? Um, in a way, yes. It's um, called Krabby's Black Reserve. Krabby's Black Reserve. And it comes in a little bottle, a 330ml bottle. Which you would have with ice. Uh, which you would have with ice and a, and a slice. I don't think we've got any slices here. We've got slices. We've got a TARDIS full of ice, which we're going to have. <laughs> um, but basically, it is um, Krabby's ginger beer, but stronger. So it's 6%. Yeah. So crack it open. I haven't finished my perry yet. It's fizzy as ginger beer is. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is very fizzy. We're gonna to have to wait a few seconds here, listeners. Nah, drink the cloud. Drink the cloud. Tastes like ginger beer. It does. Do you know what, actually? I think, I think in order to appreciate Krabby's Black Reserve, we should really be directly comparing it to a standard Krabby's. Well, that can unfortunately, I don't have at the moment. Well, I mean, if, if in the, our normal cider view, we're going to ignore your Magnars, Bulmers, etc., I think we have to do the same whenever we do a Let's Branch Out Ginger Beer. Because the normal Krabby's is a, like a normal alcoholic ginger beer. So we've gone for the Krabby's Special Edition, or Black Reserve as it's called, and we're going to have a review on that. Now, I like it, and I like it better than normal Krabby's. Yeah. It, and it's got a kind of weird after kick <clears throat> to it. So it, it's not that kind of full-on punch-you-in-the-face ginger beer thing, <laughs> but it's... Um, it's got a nice little kick at the end. It's almost like a a paprika. Paprika? Paprika. Interesting. I'm getting into wine tasting nonsense now, but... Oh dear. It's, uh, it is nice though. Yeah. It's no, better than I remember it. I, <laughs> I like it. It's basically just strong crabby, isn't it? Um, yeah, but I don't know if it's the strength that makes it like this. Slightly more hardcore. Yeah, it's good though. It's good. Let, let, let's be honest. How many types of alcoholic ginger beer or... Ginger beer do you get in pubs these days? True. Just Krabby's. Uh, Krabby's kind of kicked it off. I mean, I, I remember, I don't know, what, over 10 years ago, like 15 years ago, getting the traditional kind of bottles of ginger beer. It would be cloudy ginger beer. Cloudy ginger beer, um, yeah. And alcoholic. Um, I'm not quite sure how strong it was, um, but really, really fiery. A lot more fiery than Krabby's was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, uh, well, Krabby, Krabby's went down the sort of uh, promotional cider route of making it very sweet. Yeah, but still, yeah. it still had a kick. Don't True. get me wrong. And this is where I was saying in the previous show you could have one or two, or I would have one or two, but maybe stop there. I couldn't see myself having drinking that all night the way we did with Jeremiah Weed when watching the Ryder Cup, for instance. We could not have done that with Krabby's. True, true. And if we're talking about Let's Branch Out, we have to compare it to previous Let's Branch Out drinks that we have had. Yes. Well, Jeremiah Weed was something we could have drank. Yeah, and we'd, we would, if we saw it at a pub, any time we were out, we'd probably try it. Yeah. Would uh, we do at the, the moment, because it's different. Would we do the same with Krabby's? No. However, we might do the same with Krabby's Black Reserve. Yeah. But am I saying that just because it's a novelty thing? Or am I saying it because it's very nice? Well, what do you think... <laughs> it's a question for you to comment on. Are you talking to me or are you talking to the listeners now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it's um it's 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 different. It's something a bit more different, which is nice to see in the pubs instead of your standard Magnus, Bulmers and Krabbies. Yeah, it's definitely better than Krabbies. 
Yeah. And better than the other version they've got. What's it called? Spiced Orange or something like that? The Spiced Orange is is nice too. But, yeah. It's a bit more well, select. I, wouldn't, I don't think we should grade this. What I would say, though, is I would recommend people try the Krabby's Black Reserve. It's not as good as Jeremiah Weed, but it's better than normal Krabby's. And probably better than your average cloudy ginger beer, the kind of traditional version that you're talking about. I don't about. know. They're, 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 they're well, different. Krabby's yeah, is, 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 is it's definitely the commercial end of the Exactly. Krabby's end of the mass market, but I'm saying this is, this is a better version than the mass market. Mm. But it's not the overly cloudy, seriously kicking, traditional cloudy. Like ginger beer fans depends, would enjoy that yeah, kind of stuff. Depends but, what you're after. But this, this is a, a better version of a commercial product. So there we go. That's Let's Branch Out. Thank you for listening to our second episode. It's quite an abrupt ending. Why was it abrupt? I don't know. We was just it? kind of went from Let's Branch Out to... Um, well, it's, it's the beginning of a, beginning of a long ending. Yes. Let's uh, contact us, listeners, <laughs> at the, the Orchard at edinburghsiderview.com. Is that right? The Orchard at... No, the Orchard at Siderview.com. I think uh, this strong side has had a bit of an effect. <laughs> As Neil's getting We've had quite, quite a lot. Um, yes, do get in touch whether you've got uh, types of cider that are available in Edinburgh that you think we should try. Pubs to review. Pubs that are good for cider in Edinburgh. Or even answering any of the numerous questions that we've probably asked during this podcast that we are currently clueless on. Indeed. Other features for Less Branch Out, because we were thinking... How much can we branch out? Yes, we probably will run out of um, branch out options at some point. We've got one or two ideas. We do have a a couple more in the pipeline, but we could do... If there is the kind of drink which cider drinkers would like, which isn't cider, then do let us know. Yeah. One other correction I should make, which I made on last week's show, was I used the phrase Cornish stroke Somerset as being being essentially the same thing. And I was corrected by our English geography expert that tells me there is a whole county betwixt the two. So I just thought I would have to... Anyway, we'll find that out when we do our tour of the southwest cider region. Yes, we can have a, a southwest special. Indeed. Well, I thought we were going to do a summer tour. We can do everything. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, thank you for listening to the Edinburgh side of you. Do contact us. And, uh, and we'll see you next time. For... Can I, if you have been listening to our, our episode two, please do leave us a review on iTunes and let us know honestly what you think because we read them all and uh, we'd love to know who's out there and who's listening. Yeah, and where you are. Yes, get in and touch. Tell, suggest other countries, other ciders from other countries that we may not know about. I mean, we know Scottish cider, Irish cider, Swedish cider, and Somerset. As far we as do. I'm Although then we'd have to actually travel to those countries to buy that cider. Not necessarily. You could send us cider. Yes. Send us cider. <laughs> send us cider. <laughs> Find the address on our website at ciderreview.com. If I don't don't go there yet, it's not ready. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Yes. Okay. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time for the Edinburgh Cider Review.